This time on TNT, we'll take you behind the curtain on the play that goes wrong. We talk about high school. And the alphabet game is back. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello! There he is. Oh my God. It's there he is. Too long, bud. Way too long, bud. Like it's uh, happenstance, circumstance, and performance. Yeah, it's all the answers. <laughs> well, let, let's let's catch up first with you because the last time we talked, everybody was like, "You're about to start the play. You're about to even get into rehearsals." So yeah, let's uh, let's get into that. I mean, I heard it's been amazing, but uh, tell everybody. Well, I I. Uh... I want to start with the headline, which is, this has been such an incredible experience. And mm-hmm. uh, I've learned so much. It's really good for me to be the least experienced person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very lucky that uh, the cast is very strong. Everyone has been very supportive and kind and generous. And here's a, here's a little observation about the folks that I'm doing this play with versus maybe some people you might do a film with. In the first few days of rehearsal, people know that I'm driving an hour every day. Half a dozen people said, if you need a place to crash, crash at my house. It's a little thing, but that would never happen on a film set. So right away, the sense of uh, community, um, you know, if someone has half a leftover pie they'll bring it in for people to share like it's it's much more um uh of a team than sometimes the tv and film experience is and that's been really nice and that wasn't in the way of like hey no like you don't understand how long these days are gonna be you're gonna want to stay like it wasn't from that angle at all no you know what i mean (laughs) okay because and the tire the tired factor like the, the the work that goes into this, this is like some serious mental like gymnastics that you must be just absolutely exhausted after every day. Well, it's it's been um, it's been a really interesting process because uh, when I broke my leg in the car accident, as I I've said before, I don't I don't think I didn't know how serious it was or what was supposed to happen the whole way through, and I think that kind of naivete served me in a way. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I have no reference point for where, how far along we should be in rehearsal or what's supposed to happen or if it's as fast as it needs to be or if we're behind. So I didn't have any fear or panic because I didn't have anything to compare it to. But it's nice. been interesting seeing which skills are transferable. Like a joke is a joke. That's the same of screen or stage. Mm-hmm. Um but you spend your whole career on camera trying to make your performance kind of small and believable and subtle because the camera's magnifying glass and you think something and it registers in your eyes. But obviously theater is louder and you have to play to the exit lights. So I, in the early few days, I would do things and feel like, oh man, this is so over the top and big. And Jeremy, the director, would say, no, it needs to be bigger. Um, so just getting comfortable using my voice in a loud way and using my body in a bigger way than I might on camera has been 
a really interesting experience. Yeah. Um, obviously, learning the words is a big uh, aspect <clears throat> of it. Jeremy did something, um, uh, Jeremy Webb, the director and artistic director of Neptune, did something that I think was a very worthwhile exercise. I know you're a, a student of comedy as well and spend a lot of time thinking about what's funny and why and what makes it work. Um, so this is called The Play That Goes Wrong. And mm -hmm. in the show notes beforehand, it says, this is important to remember, it's not a play being done badly. It's a play that goes wrong. So when it actually goes wrong, it really hurts because the people are just trying to do their best. And mm -hmm. comedically, it's tempting to have the laughs come from a, I'm doing bad acting. Get it? Because that is funny and it does get laughs. But in the pre-show mm -hmm. notes, it says that won't sustain. You have to be telling. It's a play within a play. It's a murder mystery. And then the actors in the murder mystery make rash choices to try to keep the wheels on the bus. And then those yeah. rash choices just keep having a domino effect. And um, this, let's... And this this play has been pounding in England and won tons of awards, pounding. right? It's not it's it's not like it just came out of nowhere. This is something that's already tried and true to be a classic play already. Yeah, and it's it was in New York, and I think this is the first year it's uh, uh, widely available. They did it in Charlottetown this summer, um, and the guy uh, Graham, who played my role in the Charlottetown production, was very generous and kind and sent me a message and was like, "Hey, man, just so you know." There's so much physical stuff that happens. The sooner you can kind of learn your lines, uh, the better, because you'll have to have your hands free to do some of this physical stuff. So there's um, uh, obviously a union for performers, and they can't legally ask you to learn the lines before you start rehearsal, because mm -hmm. then you're working for free, and that's not cool or fair. But there's sort yeah. of, it seems kind of an unwritten, like, you should be kind of familiar with the material by the time you come in um so uh it, it's been really exciting to see how it comes together there's the the set is very much a character in the play and has to kind of fall apart and be put back together every night mm -hmm. um but yeah it's, it's uh it's a whole new skill and yet a very familiar skill. So the, the first week or so, I had just enough, oh man, I'm kind of getting my butt kicked here a little bit. Um, not fear, but awareness that this was brand new territory. So yeah. I, I have a, a feeling that I don't often have. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I uh, dug in and turned on the afterburners and learned the words and worked hard. And really, my bar was one of the things that, that attracted me to this particular play is that it's very much an ensemble. And I love that. Everyone gets some jokes off. Everyone gets a chance uh, center stage to kind of be in the spotlight. So the lift isn't crazy for me. And um, it's a character that I can very much... Uh, relate to um, but I really like that about it I like that everyone was holding up this big balloon together so that was good that felt nice like you and how long till you felt like okay I can at least relax with the lines where you're like I'm not sweating 
dropping anything. You know well, what I mean? Like the can- We've been open for a week, and uh, I have a monologue that starts the show and starts the second act. And I, I was just kind of running my lines last night, and uh, Leo, one of the uh, people in the cast, who's so funny, they all are, said, I, I wonder, just out of curiosity, when you'll um, not feel the need to run your lines anymore. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, it, she said, and at some point, just kind of trust that eh, you probably know them. But it's just um, uh, such instinct, I guess. Um, especially yeah. if I'm out there by myself, I want to make sure my butt's not in flames. So you're saying like that it was almost like when a guy's like, listen, you know what, relax kind of thing. Yeah. And, and not, um, uh, not challenging or condescending no, no, or anything, just, just an observation. Yeah, no, no, I get you. It's almost like when you're playing in a band and you're just doing maybe a first time with songs you've rehearsed and there it's the guy with the guitar going playing the the six going through the set again by himself and you're like listen that you got it relax yeah. just chillax it's gonna be fine enjoy same exact it. thing so yeah at, yeah at first my bar was i don't want to be the guy that lets any of these other fine and funny actors down that was sort of my i i don't want to stick out as being like ooh, totally yeah not not selfishly in a i want to be the center of attention way but in a I don't want to um, not hold up my end of the bargain. So, and there's I, there's so many sorry there's so many nuances right of uh, when you're doing it and the difference like of relying on others or like realizing when you're you know just the the ebb and flow of it. It's it's it really is kind of uh, amazing how that's controlled in that regard. Like somebody can wreck a scene by not going the proper way right yeah and in this in particular like given my background largely improv i'm trained to never bail on take so it doesn't matter yeah. what the words are as long as the sentiment comes across and you get something funny across and you leave the scene but in this yep. context people are waiting to hear specific words yeah. in order to cue specific things happening on the set that could actually be dangerous if I don't do it at the right time or do it too early or say the wrong word wow. and they're waiting on me. So that's an added layer I've never experienced before. Here's another thing. In theater, actors are responsible for their own props. So I have not felt uh, this feeling before. You got to be um, a tech, a tech all of a sudden while you're doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I go out on the stage and I'm supposed to have, let's say, handcuffs in my pocket and they're not there and it's my fault. Oh. And I have three lines till I'm supposed to pull them out. Like, that's a feeling I have not experienced. Fortunately, it didn't happen in front of an audience yet. But mm -hmm. now we're at the... So I haven't let anyone down. I passed that tier. The next tier was, uh, out of curiosity, I really wanted to see... Um, by all accounts, uh, one joke can crush in front of an audience one night, and then the next night it doesn't land at all, and then something you didn't even imagine would be funny is funny for some reason. So mm -hmm. that's been a really interesting experience, seeing what is a slam dunk every night, and what is yeah. like, oh, didn't, um, didn't see that uh, coming as being funny, or something that, that you kind of crushes one night so you get a little overconfident and then the next night maybe you push it a little hard and it, it doesn't land as hard. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and obviously the set itself, like, because there's so much moving parts, I guess, right? That, that you have to kind of, it's almost like, I probably like being in a Marx Brothers or something like that level of like. Definitely. <laughs> right. And Cause there's so, so many things going on. The, um, the, the props department, uh, is incredible and the set uh, builders are incredible. And the first day that we spent, so we spent a couple of weeks kind of with the words in a rehearsal hall and then we went to the set. And most of the first day was like, just so you know, behind the scenes, here are the mechanics of this stunt. Here's how it works. Here's why it will never be unsafe. Here's how we built it. Here's what we tried that didn't work. Here's how we addressed wow. that. Like safety is very much at the forefront of uh, many of the decisions they make. So, and they've probably done it so many times that there's been probably situations that they've learned from right? seeing it happening. Definitely. So thing number one was don't let anyone down. Thing number two was the social experiment of seeing what uh, works with every audience and what doesn't. And then thing number three has been, and Mark Forward was telling me this because he's a theater guy by trade. Once you get so comfortable with it, um, you start to play with each other and try to surprise each other or try to make each other laugh or using the same words, but maybe with a different inflection one night that just kind of like finding ways to circumnavigate it ever feeling monotonous. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been now that we're up and running and uh, everyone's dialed. Now we can just get loose and play and, the mantra has sort of been if if we're having fun, the audience is having fun. For sure. Yeah, so that's great. Indigo made me these um three rules for it's a Neptune checklist. And rule number one was I will have fun on stage. And it sounds so obvious, but it's really important to remember. Thing number yeah. two is I will take constructive criticism graciously and remember that I was doing a good job beforehand too. Also a great lesson. Um, I've, I've really tried to, uh, check my ego and just accept all, um, uh, criticisms and suggestions and direction. And it's, as a director, it's really good for me to be directed too, because mm -hmm. um, I have picked up some new tricks and, um, effective ways of communicating. And then the third rule was, I will remember I chose to do this. <laughs> So if you're ever like not feeling it or like, man, this is what am I doing here? Just remember, you chose to do this. So those yeah. principles have been great. Yeah. Once you step out onto the playing field, you have to remember that you did that first step, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jeremy did something that was really kind of an interesting experiment, which was uh, we did the play that goes right. So uh, he's he's got us to rehearse the scenes as it was supposed to go so that we have some vague reference point for when it goes sideways. Um, you know what I mean? Like ringing in the back of your head is the, what the play was supposed to be. And so, the, yeah. Yeah. So you basically have like, it's almost like a, a real skeleton to, it helps probably yeah. to know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really, very smart, really smart. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I'll do it again, uh, but I'm so glad I did. And it's been um, 
really uh, demanding in a great way, uh, brain space and uh, time and um, mm -hmm. just process. Like I've been really tired, but that good kind of tired where you're doing something new and it's you're learning a new skill yeah. and it uh, feels good and kind of <laughs> like open corridors exer you thought were shut. Like exercise, that kind of tired. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it actually is exercise is. too there's a lot of running around and i'm soaked at the end of every show um mm -hmm. but you realize how uh after the last three years jeremy was saying he's heard from season ticket holders they want to laugh mm -hmm. um so hearing some deep guttural cathartic laughs that's the best it's just the best yeah and it's a tight two hours in and out and uh, we're packing them in pretty good. So it's been fun, man. It's been really fun. That's wicked, man. Good and to I, hear. I, too bad I, I can't see it. I know. Now I'll set up my phone at the back of the room and live stream it. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I have learned something from each of these cast members, which is, is pretty cool. From self-care to vocal control to remembering to play um, to being focused like... There are two understudies, uh, Jacob yep. and Katie, and they have four roles each that they have learned and memorized and practiced. And in some cases, their characters play opposite each other in a scene. Like uh, Katie has two characters that would be in a scene together on a, on a couch, and she's had to learn both sides and be ready at a half hour's notice to jump in. Wow. Like that is yeah, incredible. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And especially, um, you know, you wouldn't wish uh, illness or injury no. on anyone. But I'm sure there's a low-key, tiny part of you that's like, man, <laughs> I did all this you work and I never get to show it. Um, yeah. Lots of unsung You don't heroes. look well today. You sure you don't have COVID all yeah. out at catering? <laughs> Jeff Galuli. <laughs> Someone's going to Jeff Galuli, one of them. Um, awesome. So what, and, and everybody that you're like, it, it that must feel like, uh, cause you're working so hard together with, with the group. That's, that's another thing that's probably different for you in terms of like, just the whole experience of so many people involved and yet you're, you're out there sweating it every night and coming together. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if it's a cultural thing of uh, theater versus film, and and I don't I don't want to sound like um, a born again uh, thespian, like oh film is garbage and theater is the new way. I, I'm obviously very engaged in this process, and it's been really fun to do something new, but I do feel like sometimes on film sets people complain about the food and complain about the parking and complain about the waiting and maybe don't realize how good they have it whereas in this uh realm it seems to be um you know do you need my sweater can i fill your water bottle like much much uh more aware of each other and much more of a team effort in many ways which is really cool yeah Oh, that's amazing. Like Dubois so banded together and uh, uh, chipped in and got me Swiss Chalet for my birthday. Wow. There you go. Oh, my God. There you go. That How about nice. that? How about it? That's the best. All Swiss right. Chalet, just like John Candy used to like. Yeah. Yeah, they, they candied me for my birthday. Candied me up. 
And did you? So wow. it goes till October 22nd, and then uh, um, there's no possibility of it extending because they have another show coming in afterwards. And now that the show is up, in theory, um, I kind of have my days free and then uh, just go do the show at night, except for two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and you don't know, like, the future of it. Like, if somebody says, like, extension or whatever, does that happen? Or is that something that... I don't think it does... can, just for scheduling reasons. It was one of the first questions yeah, I yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah, have something. Yeah. Because as a, as a freelancer, I'm, I'm um, a little uh, commitment-phobic. Sure. Like, I, I always think about that with uh, actors, like... You get to Broadway, you get to The Lion King. That's always what you dreamed your whole life. And then you do it for seven years. And then you're like, well, now what? One of the people in the show, Cynthia, did Harry Potter on Broadway. You think about these theater performers, man. She was in the San Francisco cast of Harry Potter. And this is a little thing, but there are three entrances in that theater to get onto the stage. And then she, uh, someone got COVID in the Broadway cast. She was flown out to New York. There are four entrances on that stage. And uh, she was supposed to have an understudy run, didn't get to. Someone got COVID and she went on before she'd even rehearsed it with them and was meeting the cast of the show on stage. Oh, wow. Like, by the way, I'm Greg. Hi. Okay. Hi. Which exit do I use? Um, so that is... That is terrifying, high octane, tight wire act acting. Yeah, man, that is insane. That's I can't believe. Uh, yeah, that's good though. It's almost like uh, you know, playing you know, knowing a song, but playing it with someone else completely. Yeah. <laughs> she said it, it was like ninety one percent the same, which is almost enough to make it easy, but just enough to make it super confusing. But it's also been uh, neat to be around a group of people that um, care for their bodies and stretch before they do something and do vocal warm-ups and all those kind of theater cliches that you imagine. But then mm -hmm. when you're in it, you realize, right, yeah, you could strain your voice pretty easily. And then if you can't speak, you're done. Well, how has the voice held up? Good. Good, no problems. Not like when when we hit the road every no. time. <laughs> no, and we're talking to buds after the show, and then I have laryngitis the next day. Yeah, I don't know. It, it must be it must be the talking after. That must be the thing that gets you the most. Well, yeah, because you're t you're talking uh, in a bar loudly, and closing yeah. time is blaring, and you're like, yeah, "So, yeah. bud, where are you from? Oh, oh medicine hat, right on. Yeah, it's that. Oh man, it's that." It's like when you're a kid and you go out to the bar and the next day you're a horse because the yep. music is too loud. Exactly. Also, the wow. Covesy seems to be making a return. Another rip? Yeah. Is it making another rip around? Yeah, I've, I've noticed there's been a, there's been a couple, couple dropouts. What do you but mean? Yeah. Well, like a couple people have had it and it looks like you're not like around for a couple of weeks and they're back. Yeah. COVID dropout. Yeah, it's so it's weird because there's no um, uh, there are no kind of active instructions. It's less black and white that it than it once was, which is great, I know. great in some ways, I suppose. 
it's a little Wild West styles, and that, so yeah, you get. I guess you got to mask up at, you know, and and just hope for the best. Keep your hands washed. That's the the way it is. Um, one other uh, thing I would like to mention about um, the show is that I sent a message to our buds at Covered Bridge, and said chippies. Uh, yeah, said hey, every everyone loves your chippies. Any chance you could send us some chippies? And they sent four boxes nice and same with cow's ice cream from pei i said we're all big fans and they were kind enough to send us uh some gift certificates and free ice cream stuff um those little morale boosters uh go a long way in team definitely so uh that's awesome with the play to hear i've been kind of similar Hanging out as, you know, as before, Shirley's still in the hospital. She's not in ICU. Lisa's mom is just in a regular room now. That's good. So she's, yeah, she she's breathing on her own. She's swallowing now again. So she's kind of on the road to recovery at this point, trying to get her into a rehab place. So probably won't be for, you know, a month at least. If so you can rehab and then get back here. Uh, so we're just kind of trying to figure that out. But yeah, Lisa's literally been at Sunnybrook every single day. Wow. And and uh, I'm just kind of holding down the fort with the kids and we meet. So it's just uh, we're working hard here to try and keep things going. And it's good. So if she's out of, of ICU, that's a good sign, right? Yes, yes. Like there's no concern anymore that her, her heart rate was up the she did have a couple infections of some sort we're not exactly sure what but um something that did slow her heart rate and uh she had major issues had to be intubated for a, 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 at least a week Woof. and uh yeah she's just a fighter man coming right back she's 88 but and uh has has all signs of just you know she just keeps saying i i want to i want to get out of here you know i want to get back and there's lots of stuff for me to to do and see so see that's what's um yeah that's what's keeping her around absolutely i think at a certain point you have the there is a decision that you can make where you want to hold on or not and um sometimes it, that's a small amount of time. Sometimes it's longer, but there's an, a, a definite understanding seemingly to me that, that she, cause I thought like for a couple times that she was, she was, wasn't going to make it and she came right back. So what are the things she wants to amazing. do? Well, see her, her kid, her grandkids grow and, yeah. and, you know, see Lisa and, and, and just the family, do things, accomplish things to just, uh, she, she's, uh, you know, get around the neighborhood, see, <laughs> just to, just enjoy life for a little longer. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. God love her. That's, um, and God love Lisa too. Yeah. She's really crushing there. it. She's really doing really well. Like she's, I mean, it must be difficult to, 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 to go through those roll the roller coaster of, of, good days and bad days and it's been i don't know two months now over two months wow so yeah so you're full mr mom styles 
Mr. Mom Styles, yeah. Uh, just trying to, to to keep things together, I guess, at that while, you know, Lisa's trying to, to help as much as she can. She's really like a nurse there. She gets there, she puts on her gloves, she starts helping her mom. Wow. Because let's face it, man, like this is the difference between being in... Uh, Shirley's mom was had surgery six, seven years ago. And just the difference between the ER from then to now and just the understaffing, it's, oh man, there's not enough nurses at all. And there's people spilling out into the hallways. And this is, you know, this is Sunnybrook, probably the one of the, the finest facilities in the world, you know? Yeah. So it's just sad to see the the amount of understaffed people and the overworked staff and Oof. the nurses and doctors just, like, you can tell they're just crushed. And it just seems to me that this is another situation where it's like the... Uh, provincial government is just trying to almost like a baseball team when they tank it so it doesn't you know people just see it as something that's failed and that's what it seems like it's going on it's like they're t trying to tank the the healthcare industry so people have to realize and they'll dip the foot in the water of private health care and show you how great it could be and boom similar to education where it just dipped the toe in the how great private education could be, and, and don't, they don't tell you that it's going to cost your kids, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year. That's where I get so confused. Like, yeah, we had yeah. one hundred and seventy million dollars surplus this year. What? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, there's so many surpluses and money that was held back from COVID and whatever else that billions of dollars that could be put into the healthcare industry that is so much needed so it's really sad to see that the the best of the best hospitals just getting crushed and i, was talking I can't to imagine you, um, what it's like in rural places or smaller cities like oof, the well, amount yeah. of vrs that have been shut down i can speak from experience i was talking to a doctor in our neighborhood who's from the caribbean and I said, you know, there, there's been so much in rural Canada, like, we need to sell the lifestyle and the cost of living and the community aspect of it. So I asked him, like, what do you think could be done to entice doctors to come here? And he said, pay them. Yeah. Like, that sounds so obvious. But, of course, it, if yeah. the salary was good and we make that a priority, then people would want to come here. Yeah. Yes. I, so I've heard horror stories, as I'm sure you have, of you know, nurses trying to book a week's vacation after working for 18 months straight and being told, "Sorry, you can't. There's no one to fill in for you." Yeah. What's the end game no, there? No, I know. It's awful. It's horrible, and uh, I don't want to cloud up the first half of the pod with too much negativity. So we'll. End it there and hope for Well, the for bright the side is Lisa's mom's out of ICU. That's, that's yes, huge. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And Lisa's really become a part-time nurse, maybe full-time, actually. Well, hearing that a lot, too, from family members that yeah, have advocated be there. for their loved ones. And if yep. you don't speak up, uh, you don't maybe get uh, the no, attention that you need. No, there's 
Yeah, if you're if your loved one is in any situation, you got to be there and watch and make sure that and, and that you don't have to be negative. You just have to help and just say, hey, listen, I think there's a lot of things that need to be monitored when someone is in, in this kind of condition. And if the, the, the family member isn't there, it's just that they, you know, they will get overlooked. That just yeah. happens. Just it just when you see that it's like this that kind of squeaky wheel is super important. <laughs> you it's know? just a volume thing. It's not a diss on. Uh, no, it's it's because they're it, it's not it's not it's they need more staff. It's got everything to do with that. So it's just a shame. But there are people that are in desperate need constantly, and if the family member is there tapping people on the shoulder, then it, it helps a lot. And just to monitor things because the shift changes and people come and go and they don't know what something has been changed. And that thing that hasn't been changed can be detrimental to the patient's health. So just be aware and be there. Be aware and be there. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a break, bud. Hello. Um, have some teenagers living in the house, eh, bud? So, yeah, it's full on teenager scene. Uh, well, John, John, uh, he's in grade 12. So like that's, and he's, he's doing well. He's, he's enjoying grade 12. Like, uh, I, yeah, grade 12. Yeah, what? man. Like it's, it's crazy. If you think about the pod, like when we started, like they was, Anna was a baby, <laughs> like, right. It's actually, we should talk about that. Cause it's, I think we're right around the 10 year anniversary oh of the pod gosh. right right now. Right? Like when when whenever we did I guess at you know at 1010 the Ben Dixon he's like you guys want to use the studio would that be the first time right around fall of 2013 Was it I'm guessing. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah man, 10 years. Crazy. So but uh, yeah, the kids were all, your kids were babies. My kids were, you know, little kids. John was freaking seven. Anna was three. Like, it's nuts. To, so what's going to happen uh, next year? Uh, Does well, Ontario still have grade um, 13? No. No, it's university, right? Whoa. Yeah. John's trying. Yeah. So university and uh, Jack's same. They're trying to get good grades for university. And Annalise is just about to start high school. Holy cow. Yeah. So what what's he thinking for university? Um, I don't know and I don't like I like John they're they're very private and they I like I don't like to talk about what they want to do in yeah. a way, you know what I mean? Cuz if they hear it, they feel like this is being broadcast. So it's like I I feel that like in the last I don't know, year that John's really kind of got a better understanding as to what he wants to do and yeah. has a lot of ambition and passions for certain things. Great. Yeah. And, uh, Jack is same. He's starting to think about university and, uh, but I mean, Jack's been getting more into the, the woodworking stuff at school. Like he's taken that again for the second year. So engineering with wood and woodworking and stuff like that, that's, you know, he likes that. I don't know. Maybe, in terms of, uh, you know, because you can get a lot of really good apprenticeships and stuff through high school. Did they so do the, the uh, bring a baby home thing? 
What, like when you bring a baby home? Like yeah, a like, fake baby? Yeah. No. I haven't seen the baby yet. No babies. I think Suge gets a fake baby this year. Who gets a fake baby? Suge. She's in grade nine. They bring home a fake oh, baby. I think it's for 72 hours or something. Sorry, your your phone was cutting out a tiny bit there. Oh, Suge gets a fake baby this year. Yeah, that, that's right. Okay, perfect. No, hey, that's crazy. 72 so, hours. So, like, you got to bring it home and make sure you take care of it like a Tamagotchi. Yeah, and I think it, um, I think it, uh, uh, like, cries and wets itself and stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Hard to a believe. fake baby. Does it go around the class? Like, everybody gets it for a day or something? No, I think there's, like, 30 fake babies. I think, like, <laughs> everybody a, gets Everyone one. gets it. You have to pick a weekend to take your fake baby home. That's crazy. Um, That's there's awesome. so much music going on in our house too. It's the best. Well, and Annalise too. I gotta say, is like become a music junkie where she listens to music twenty four seven. Has headphones on all the time. What music is she, she into? She loves she loves Weezer the most, but she also likes you know uh, she she likes metal like mashuga and some crazy heavy metal band some metal bands that that i looked and they have like twelve thousand followers so it's just she likes certain types of metal and just it's interesting music you know even like corn she likes and i always couldn't stand corn because they were like that kind of music i didn't like so there's i guess that there's even rebellion music that i don't really necessarily agree with but i I support it. Wow. So now now I got to buy like corn Adidas shoes next month. Are her friends into it too? Or did she kind of find that on her own? It's no, it's, it's just her own hundred percent individual. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So she's always like trying to find people at school that like the same kind of music. And, you know, I don't know if people are into music as much anymore like that, but she's loves it. I guess there's, you know, kids that like K-pop or kids that like mainstream and they're Swifties or... Yeah. But, like, it's not like back in the day when there was, like, 12, you know, 12% metalheads in the in the, in the class, right? Like, the, now it's just probably a lot of people that listen to either no music or video game-based music or, you know, music that's from TikTok or whatever. That's a whole other thing. Wow, that a lot of people crazy. like, like music that has been popularized on TikTok or, or computer-based video game music, and, and then it's like, yeah, the, like the mainstream, it's just Taylor Swift basically, and and the K-pop and the, the Ed Sheeran and Drake. There's like um, five, five we artists. saw, uh, as I mentioned a couple months ago, we saw Charlie Puth at uh, Radio City Music Hall. There was a young artist that opened for him named Blue to Tiger, and mm-hmm. she it plays bass, and uh, cool. she goes off on the bass. So, um, Shug has really uh, gotten into playing the bass since seeing Blue to Tiger. I just love the idea that at that age, you uh, find the artists that inspire you and just start digging in, you know? Yeah, just ripping it. That's yeah. awesome. 
And Suge's been playing drums, too. No way. Yeah. So we have a, a nice little setup in our in our music room, and everyone just kind of takes turns on everything. Yeah, that's cool. Because, John, yeah, John is going to start playing guitar very soon as well. Like, he plays piano. So, uh, yeah, maybe they'll start jamming in the basement. Family band, man. Yeah. The, Anna's, like, she's learned... Uh, I don't know, like uh, four or five different beats, and now she go. She's at the point where she'll go by herself downstairs and just Heck start yeah. playing, which is great. I love that. That's my favorite. She also has the deck stacked in her favor with her dad. Yeah, being able to and teach she, her some sneakies. Yeah, and she's got a pretty nice drum set to p- practice on. Yeah, <laughs> but she does like it a lot. Like and. Uh, so yeah, she has the the headphones that you can listen to. Like I have those headphones that, that the wi- Wi-Fi quiet headphones so you can play along to songs easily. So she loves doing that as well. So walk me through what those are. The headphones? Yeah, cuz I've tried playing like I've tried to find a speaker loud enough to play along with. What are the oh, headphones? Yeah. They're Sony uh, I don't know what they're called, but if you go to like Best Buy or any of those places and you go to the Sony headphones and they're the most the most expensive ones, basically, they're usually like for, between $4.99 or on sale for $3.99, but they're really, uh, they just close out the sound around you. And it's not good to do it all the time. I'm sure if it's not the same as, as earplugs. But you'll notice that it's very, and most kids don't play that loud, really. Uh, so it would be plenty perfect for uh, for the the girls to jam hmm. out with, yeah. And they could both have them and play along with with Wi Fi or whatever. Either way, it's a great move because it just quietens everything, and you don't have to worry about uh, playing the music too loud. Because then at that point, if they're wearing anything it's you're probably going to start getting hearing damage going yeah which you do not want sir do you have any uh, hearing damage yeah. i think uh, uh probably a little but not not nearly as much i used to wear earplugs on stage and then in-ear monitors so i don't really have i would say pretty similar to somebody walking down the street my age no different you know, not that different. Have you been playing a lot of music? Like drumming? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I still uh still jamming with the band at the the company band. Nice. Gigging with the bods and uh, I do that. So yeah, we're always doing that. So that there's and and then learning new kind of pop jams and interesting songs from different genres. That's always cool. Like, even stuff that I wouldn't listen to. You know what I mean? I bet it has expanded your uh, repertoire considerably. Well, sometimes because it's like if it's a country song or something, there's literally a... a fe- the feel is, is completely different. Yeah. So... Uh... Mama like a wagon wheel. <laughs> People yeah, love that sure. song, man. Yeah, and that that yeah, people can't get enough of that one or the the. <laughs> I okay, what I, I let me think. 
for a guy who doesn't really like country music, I'm going to say, like, what's the biggest country song that people go start going bananas for? I think it's probably, is it that chicken fried song? Is yeah, that people love that, that song. That Like, that one probably gets people going more than, than anything, right? I'm going to tell you right now, it's, Last night we let the lake and talk and everything and everything had it out. That's a Morgan Wallen Morgan guy. Wallen, yeah. I, I learned that song for this. You band did? Too. I already know. Yeah, but it's got like a it's got like a hip hop kind of groove yeah. to it though. It's not Little really thing a in the fingertips and loud and say it in the tanned lips and yeah. It's like country freestyle. Uh, yeah. Um, there, there's also this Zach Bryan gentleman that the kids are crazy for right now. Is um, it he's country? He's country, yeah. But I don't think he's. Uh, I don't. He probably won't be on. Like, we should play a Zach Bryan cover. Uh, like, I don't. It's not really that kind of music. <laughs> for me, it's Luke Combs. That's whose voice I really like in country music right now. He's a burly bearded gentleman. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he can. He can wail. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I what song do you play that you're him. secretly like? Ugh. Country music? No, well, no, like in cover. Oh. Period. That I secretly like? No, that you secretly are like. Ugh. Oh, lots of songs that like that I'm not feeling, but like uh, I just play. If you're playing the drum beat, then then you uh, don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind. Uh, I think uh, Taylor Swift songs are, you can, like, those are written by serious songwriters. So, like, they can, those are always interesting. Like Jack Antonoff. What Taylor Swift covers are you doing, bud? Uh, Shake It Off? No, the, uh, I can't remember the freaking, the Belong to Me one. That's an old one, right? That's yeah. a classic. That's almost like a country song. Um, I'm not surprised shake, you don't it, shake off, it off. No. That'd be a good one. That's a fun beat. I know. That's it's. I'm all. I'm all for like if it's a banger and everybody gets fired up and they know it. But uh, yeah, I think you might want to introduce "Shake It Off." Um, yeah. Have no, you been tracking be the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing, or you don't care? How can you not like uh, see it without no you know go- glancing anywhere without being inundated with either one or the other? Yeah. You know? So yeah, I know all about it. I guess. Are you invested uh, in the outcome? No, but I think it's funny. I, th- I think it's hilarious that the people that are getting mad like that's that's what I'm here for. That's crazy. You know? Like <laughs> the people that get upset that she's there or like somehow taking away from the the masculinity of the nfl right like ridiculous that i'm here for that watching those guys getting all mad like that's like isn't it it's crazy that it's come down to that i you know i don't see it going the distance <laughs> oh no way it never does i see no way I, but it's i good. think he's kind of a fame who i i think it's uh Probably one of the best things that they've both that they've both done and for business. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't. I think it's definitely better for the NFL than any of them. 
than it is for Taylor doing it, right? Like she, like I don't think it matters for her to do. Like I don't think it's she's. I'm sure she might be gaining more fans or whatever. But it's NFL that's benefited benefiting, and it's funny to watch and think that. People think the anyone who thinks the opposite, it's it, they get grouped into this is what I'm here to watch. He's, you know what I mean. I don't know. There's something a tiny bit greasy about him. Like I think he really enjoys the limelight. <laughs> I, he has. He's kind of got it. that weird. He's got that weird plastic hair. Yeah. Yeah. Never and, trust that weird yeah, plastic hair. He's also like a. Um, uh, Hey, yeah, baby, like that sort of like number one baby. This is how we do it, lit fam. Like he's one of those kind of guys. Does he say that? He talks yeah, like that. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I just like I he's just gonna, don't he see wants them to be jiving. He'll be on the Kardashians next year. Uh, I could. That would make more sense. Yeah. God. But what it's up, a fast-paced you know? lane. It's a fast-paced lane, that one there, eh? What oh, up, my Sally? God. It's like, that's like the Autobahn going 220. It also just, I've lane. seen interview clips with her before where she's like, I, anyone that I invite into my realm, it comes with, there's going to be photographers, there are going to be rumors about you, there's going to be uh, people sifting through your garbage, it's going to be invasive. And if you know all that and still want to throw your hat in the ring then we can talk about it but just so you know it's not fun and i can't no. imagine how unfun that is yeah no it's a but like yeah i don't know like it just cracks me up like imagine all of a sudden you or i were just cast into that role no <laughs> just, just just to see how much you have to do in in even 12 hours i just would like to see and the attention that's demanded. Also, the scrutiny that comes with Swifties. Like he, the the first video of them leaving the game together, the first week that she went, they were like that. That his outfit is inspired by 1989. <laughs> what? So the designer of his outfit went back and rebranded it, the 1989 jacket, to try to sell a few more units. And they did. Yeah. Greasy. Greasy. It is super greasy. Okay, you got some jams so, yeah, there, no. bud. I, well, I got. I, I do have some jams. Uh, do you want to play the the uh, that the uh, ABC game? Quick again? round of the alphabet game. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then uh, uh, I can just pick a jam, like to go under. What's it. the jam for? <laughs> just to have it. Sure. Um, okay, Which here's it's... the here's the category for the alphabet game. I'll pick one, then you pick one. <laughs> and what's <laughs> What's the tunes for? Just for kicks? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so, yeah, like... <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the Alphabet Game. This is Jonathan Torrance. Here's Jeremy Taggart. We're going to play the Alphabet Game. It's very simple. We take turns to the letters of the alphabet to deliver answers in certain categories. The first category is Unusual Boy's Name. <clears throat> okay. Arlo. <laughs> oh, am I going from there? Yeah, you go B. I have to. Oh, that's right. We go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you said Arlo? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 
Uh, Bailey. <laughs> Clyde. <laughs> um, Dexter. Ernest. Did you say one? Ernest. <laughs> Why is it cutting out? I don't know. Ernest. Say something? Oh, Ernest. Sorry. Farley. Gregoire. <laughs> Hector. Mm, uh, Ian with the second <laughs> I. I-A-I-N. Ian. Okay. Um, uh, Jagger. <laughs> I'm going to say... Jagger! I'm going to say a name of which there are several in the girls' school. Caden. Oh. Um... <laughs> Um, oh, Leyland. Is that a name? <laughs> sure it is. Leyland? Leyland. Uh, okay. Maurice. Um, I, <laughs> Nolan's kind of an odd handle, right? Orville. <laughs> What, who'd, what'd you say? Orville. As in Redenbacher. Yeah. Um, um, Pennock. <laughs> Pennock. I have a friend named Q. Q-U-E. <clears throat> okay. Um. I mean, if it was enough for Alt and John to change it, Reginald? <laughs> Spencer. Uh, um, oh, Tal. Like Tal Bachman. Yeah. That's a weird one, right? Is that short for anything, or is that his name? I don't know if it's Talmund is even <laughs> Like what? Mm. Talmus? Talmus. What do you think it is? Talacaster. <laughs> Talacaster. That's what Randy Bachman <laughs> names his kids. You. <laughs> Somebody, a, a bod sent me a story about Randy Bachman ta talking about how he heard the uh, the chord <laughs> at the. Uh, um, a Beatles chord of, uh, and, and it was like all these different like George is playing a B flat and he's like oh they just happen to have it up on the board on, on the uh, on the engineering board it's like total bullshit story about <laughs> how he was in the room where no. the, like, he got to listen to I individual all the instruments it sounds it's kind of like it could have happened but it's also like the fact that they just happened to have that song up so he could hear all the different people playing the stuff is pretty funny. Can you anyway, sorry. Can you figure out you? chords? 
Like when you hear a song, are you like, oh, that's chords? C, A minor? No, no, not at all. No, no. By ear, I can find a chord or the note and match it, but I can't tell you what a chord is right. on the note, that's for sure. Um, Uriah. Oh, that's a tough one right there. That's like... That's a tough handle. <laughs> big Bible camp. That's okay, uh... Um... Uh, Vivo <laughs> Wesley Ex Xavier I mean that's kind of a it's the only one there and it's also like oh come on really you gotta call your kid that uh <laughs> hmm Eve Y-V-E-S. French dude. All right. Uh, Zorba. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I had a nickel for every dude I'd met named Zorba. Hey, you know what? It's a pretty good name. Zorba. Zorb. Pass I, it to Zorb. I think Robin Williams' daughter is named Zorba. No, isn't it Zoe? I don't know. I think no, it's, Zelda. Zelda. It's Zelda. Right, yeah, right, Zelda. right, not Zorba. Zelda. Yeah, but it's from the game, I think, because there's no other... I don't think that was used otherwise. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to add a layer to the alphabet game. You're going to pick a category, <laughs> and I'm going to pick I, a time. And we have to get the another, alphabet done put, in this time. And I have to... Hold on, we need another song to start the game. Okay. Again. Legend. Whenever your... I play, sorry. Whenever I play uh, the music, for some reason, I it cuts out your what you said. So I didn't hear what you said while your while the jam was on. So oh, I just said legend. Jam. What's your category? <clears throat> legendary, legendary music. No, Elton John's a legend. What's your category for the alphabet game? Okay. Uh... All right, here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, favorite products. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to say you're going to start this time. Products, say, like anything for sale. Okay. I'm going to say we can do it in two and a half minutes. Okay. The whole alphabet. Ready? Okay, go. I'm starting clock on your mark. It's at you start. Go. Okay. Uh, archery bow. Ben's bread. Uh, croissants. Dare cookies. Uh, Earplugs. Fritos. <laughs> Didn't you go to D? There's no D? I said dare cookies. Oh, dare cookies, Fritos. Uh... Well, um, uh, a gargoyle for your lawn. Hand pie company on PEI. <clears throat> ink, ink. 
G J J Juana J Jake breaks for big trucks. What? Okay, Jesus. Coming up to one uh, minute. Ketchup. Uh, L. Lime Sprite. Uh, melons. Nectarines. Olives. Pop Shop Pop. Um, Quincy Jones album. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Uh, 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 soup. Time magazine. Um, a urethra, a urethra camera, a, ure- a urethra flush. Yeah, they're Flusher. selling a lot of those on Amazon. <laughs> uh, no, a, a urine test. A uh, Volvo. <laughs> Um, a wheelchair. Uh, x-ray machine. Uh, a t- uh, test tube. I was gonna say test tube, aren't you? Why? Or, sorry, uh, uh. 2.15, we have 15 <sighs> seconds left. Uh, a, a, yo- a yodel, a, <laughs> a yodeling lesson. <laughs> okay, it's 225. All I need is a Z. Uh, I was going to say Xerox. That's X. Zoological map. Stop. 230. Whew. An x ray and then a zoological map. Yeah, I don't know what a zoological map is. I don't know how I got oh, yeah, there you back go. on. It's a map of a zoo. I, got... I can't believe I got flat back a T all of a sudden. A zoo map. All right. A zoo map. You know zoo maps. Who doesn't know oh, yeah. zoo maps? Always with the zoo maps. Every time I uh, have to get to, to uh, an animal. How else you going to get around a zoo? <laughs> All right, good chatting, bud. I have to go uh, get ready for my play. Yeah, man. Go knock them dead and break a leg, as they say. And Thank we'll. You. how about this little jam to take us out? Have a great week, bud. Easy Goodbye. lover. Bye.